Welcome to another episode of Small Time Songwriter. I am Angel Corsi, and I am, of course, your small time songwriter. Today is a solo pod, but I got a few changes and updates I want to share with you, including the new pod is now on sat on Thursdays. I was going to say Saturdays. That's the old day on Thursdays. And here is why social media says I should do it this way. So I'm going to listen to it because it's my um, it's my Bible now. <laughs> No, it's not my Bible, but um, I think as artists, we tend to have to uh, uh, just fall in love with the process of learning the process when it comes to social media. So I am trying to embrace that a little bit more, even though I'm very punk rock about it. And I'm like, I don't need social media. I don't want to be on it. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't. And um, I, I, I don't need social media either, except I kind of do need social media. So <laughs> so one of the things that I really appreciate is uh, being able to connect with everybody, but also you know, if I have my goals related to this songwriting gig of mine, well, I'm going to have to uh, play ball a little bit, and I'm going to have to get used to uh, being on on social media. So I'm going to be doing that. Social, social. Can you hear my uh, speech impediment? Social. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the social media algorithms and the analytics that I've been looking up over the last uh, few episodes have really told me um, a, a pretty good a pretty good story that aligns with um, a lot of the articles and information that you read about there uh, when you're talking about podcasts. And one of those is basically the the ongoing theory is basically most people don't listen to podcasts on the weekends. I don't. I hardly ever listen to things on the weekends because I'm busy doing things and I'm doing real things. I'm not doing, um, well, I'm doing enjoyable things and enjoyable things are often distraction kind of things and distraction kind of things are usually what we use as our podcasts in between doing the real work. So when we're at work or at the gym or if we're doing something important, we throw on a podcast because we need that little bit of fun. And uh, if it's already the weekend and we're having the fun, we don't need the podcast. You get what I'm saying? So that's kind of the idea of uh, why I'm switching it out. And, um, you know, everybody's algorithm, everybody's analytics are going to be different. Mine seem to uh, point towards Thursdays at the moment. So I'm using Thursday as my new podcast day. So you can listen to small time songwriter on Thursdays now. And, um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, let's get to some updates. I got some updates for you and I have a little pondering things. Oh yeah. Here's an update. Um, the new podcasts, uh, the solo podcasts, I should say are going to be about 30 minutes or so. So my main goal is to keep these pretty brief, so about 30 to 40 minutes. And then when I do an interview, it'll probably be like 40 minutes to an hour, uh, depending on the interviewee, I guess. So just keep that in mind. We're going to keep these nice and concise as possible, even though I'm just freestyling for you right now and I'm just rambling along. But here are some updates that are going on with me. All right, so I got a new album coming out. It's called Where the Leaves turn gold it's an acoustic solo album now i tried a lot of different ways because um luckily i've had a lot of different ways to approach this so i tried um the home studio route where i set up a ton of absorption panels and made it all like basically into a tracking mixing room and then I uh, tried to do uh, multi-tracking. If you don't know what multi-tracking is, it's basically uh, you take one instrument at a time and you put it into a software until you can build the whole song. So in other words, you record guitar by yourself and then you record the bass and then you record the drums and then you record uh, the vocal and they're all separate 
recordings that you put together in your uh, workstation to create a song. So I tried that, and um, the thing about that is it requires a lot of discipline, which I don't have a lot of. <laughs> it requires a lot of focus, which I have limited amount of. And, <laughs> and it, it also um, requires a, a, a metronome, which I hate using, and also requires... Um, you to be really into looking at your laptop and your screen and looking at the uh, the software and all that stuff and digging into all the effects that come with the software. Um, basically, everything that is the antithesis of how I function in the world. So as I uh, already in this moment get distracted by the snow falling outside my window and I'm losing my, my train of thought, um, you can see why going into uh, being a studio rat would just not be, or I guess studio rat is only a loving term if you are into being into the studio. Um, I'm not. So I guess I, I, that producer role just isn't a good role for me. I'm more of a performer type and I'm more of a, I'm very, I'm very folky in that way in the sense of I would rather just perform for people versus record anything. And if I am going to record something, I'd rather just record something live with people involved. Um, it's just how I am. It's just how uh, what speaks to me and just kind of what makes me feel the most special and good. So um, so I knew that that wasn't going to work. So I had to put all those things away and I had to say to myself, well, what, what do I like doing after all of these years? Well, I like putting pen to paper. Um, so I started thinking, well, instead of writing on my phone or on my laptop, maybe I'll just go straight from my pen to a notebook again like the old days. So I did that and that felt good. And then um, I said, well, maybe I can start uh, uh, practicing the songs in a way that makes sense to me. So start every day, just go over one or two songs, one or two songs until I'm ready to perform them. And when I'm ready to perform them, I would just hit record and I would perform all the songs. So that's what I'm geared up to do now. And uh, then I thought, oh, I don't want to be looking at a laptop screen the whole time or a computer screen the whole time. Um. So I decided I like my Tascam Porta Capture X8, which I've talked about before. It's just this little handheld uh, field recorder, handheld recorder, and it has some functions that are useful for songwriters like me. And I kind of use it as my demo, so I usually use it as a way to capture my songs because I really love the way the mic sound, and uh, it's just better than using my phone like a voice memo. Uh, so I just decided to myself, like, I would just uh, take the time to do that, and I would set up a situation in my little home studio office that is uh, conducive to uh, me just sitting down, hitting record on that Tascam recorder, and going. So I got that all set up. I got my little station. I rearranged my room. I got rid of my futon. I had a futon in here that was like eight feet long that was taking up all the space. And I rearranged the whole studio, uh, home studio, and um, now I have a little station, and it's great. And I'm super happy with it. And I'm super stoked because now I have everything separate. So I'm a very compartmentalized kind of person. Um, it just helps me organize. So one thing is when I'm doing the podcast, usually I'm reading through notes and stuff. So I do need to have my laptop open. But um, I don't like to go from uh, using an interface uh, and using it for recording. It just kind of throws me off because, you know, you set up all the parameters and all that. And then you just have to change them all every time or you have to go to the other preset that you made from the month before. And I don't really like doing that. So um, I set up a separate station 
with my recording setup for which is my Tascam and my acoustic guitar it has a guitar stand next to me. Just everything's at within uh, arm's length or arm's reach, and um, my podcast is always set up too. So I got a microphone set up with my interface ready to go, so that I can just get to it and start doing the pod on Thursdays. So yeah, I just it's just how I function. I don't know if you function that way. Uh, maybe you guys can let me know if you fun- how you function when it comes to recording and doing all of your hobbies. Uh, but that's just how I do it. But uh, the main thing that I want to talk to you about related to all of it is that it's done. It's basically done, I guess, <laughs> where I'm going to be releasing it, and I finally have a deadline for it. It's December 29th is uh, when uh, Where the Leaves Turn Gold, which is a solo acoustic uh, self-produced on the Tascam X8, uh, Porta Capture X8, and it's uh, using the uh, built-in reverb as well, which is like this great 80s large hall uh, lush reverb, which I'm a big fan of. I just love that kind of sound. Uh, luckily, that sound is kind of coming back around and and getting uh popular again so that's cool um but tascam really nails that vintagey warm kind of sound you know there's other companies that that sell similar products but they just have a different they have a different philosophy with it and i think tascam's always kept it um you know tried to be affordable and attainable for artists like myself but also focus on the fact that a lot of the records and a lot of the things that are used to promote Tascam have always been these warm and intimate sort of records. So I think instead of pristine high definition, you get this like warmth that is uh, very me, which I'm very into. And it just makes me feel good, especially with my raspy voice. It just makes more sense. So, um, yeah, so I'm working on that, and that's going to be fun. And, um, yeah, December 29th, where the leaves turn gold. Check it out on Spotify. Now, you guys can help me um, quite a bit with it by bumping up my plays on Spotify. Um, that's where the real action is, to be honest, on Spotify. So if you do have Spotify, please stream the, the album. Find your favorite song and just let that play as many times as you can stand my voice <laughs> because uh, it really helps. Um, I know it can seem like... Uh, what for not, I guess, but the reality is it, it really does help when you look at the information out there. Um, every time you have these plays going, um, they sort of bump you up in the discovery section so that other people can find me that aren't already aware of me. And also, uh, if I get really lucky, I can get on a playlist. So your help is greatly needed when it comes to, you know, a fan's help or a supporter's help is greatly needed when someone is releasing something. So if you're a songwriter listening to this, uh, if you're a fan and a songwriter, but you're a songwriter and you're about to release something, please, please take the time to do what I'm doing now, which is encourage people that support you uh, to keep listening to your songs because it really does make a difference. Uh, maybe not financially, but it'll get you in front of um, the right ears. And um, at very least, it'll make you look... Um, like you're working, you know, I mean, that's kind of the thing is sometimes this business is very optic. So, um, it's not just about whether I can book that gig or not, but it's also how many followers do I have when the music venue goes to look at it, uh, look at my social media or how many, uh, plays do I have, or does it look like I have perpetual motion, you know, and that's kind of what I'm looking for is I'm looking for perpetual motion. So how do we do that? Um, I think before we talk about that today, I want to talk to you about something else that I did this week. I went to another songwriter meetup, which was, you know, how can I explain it? Uh, I'm a little stuffy from the snow. Um, 
that's uh yeah uh <laughs> um how can i explain it okay so i went to this songwriting meetup and it was okay it the, the first time was a little bit better uh the first group was a little bit bigger a little more um uh, i don't know i felt more excited about it this one was very small which is nice i like small meetups but this one was like a little too small that i felt that i wasn't um getting as many uh topics and opinions through as i wanted uh to hear regarding um my material or anything like that when we're doing the song sharing but the thing that i know from <laughs> a lot of experiences when it comes to workshops and it comes to meetups you just do the best you can some days you have a full house and other days you might just have one or two people it's just how it is and it's just about the idea of doing it consistently a lot like this podcast sometimes i get a lot of plays um at least for me that i think it's a lot of plays for me and then someday some weeks or some days it just doesn't pop off for some reason it doesn't mean i need to stop doing it at that point but sometimes it's worth evaluating um what to do about it right so anyway this songwriting group was uh full of the friendly faces that i knew a couple of new ones and uh we just kind of talked about uh what got us into music and all that and and for me it always comes down to Jimi hendrix Jimi hendrix was the one that really that really got me there um i remember very specifically listening to red house uh from the aria experienced album and hearing that intro and just being enthralled with the idea of like i don't know how someone makes a guitar sound like that but i know that i'm gonna want to make a guitar sound like that so i'm gonna need to be uh figuring out how to do that immediately <laughs> and also Jimi hendrix looks so damn cool it's like i don't know how to dress like that but if but maybe i can't dress like that on the outside but on the inside i'm dressed that way i want that much attention on me <laughs> so that's kind of it was kind of fun to hear everybody's stories about it. Um, and uh, the one thing that it did do, because uh, I ended up, you know, um, the the leader of the uh, the meetup ended up uh, being gracious enough to uh, hand me the keys for a minute or two so that we can go over some songwriting exercises because I had mentioned that I had a little background in teaching songwriting. So we went through some exercises and I saw everyone get excited and I saw everyone start flowing very quickly and everyone was on task and i realized like oh yeah i really like doing this i really like to connect with songwriters this way i get worried that if i if i over connect in a sort of educational kind of way i can i can kind of lose the plot and then i'm just focusing on teaching rather than being but uh i think i think just like any other lesson you know you go through life you learn your lesson and then you try to apply those solutions to those lessons the next time they come around so i think it's the next time it's come around and i have a better idea of like how can i be helpful and also not lose what i'm trying to do because we all have these goals and these dreams of ours and we all have to figure out how to get to those things and sometimes um we can be like little bulldogs about it or we can um give it a little softer touch or a push or a nudge and um you know i'm trying to learn how to do that it messes with my head quite a bit uh especially because i really don't you know i'm just being honest we try to keep it real here but i don't really i don't really think of others when i'm on when i'm on an agenda when i have like 
a vision of something it's just about my vision of that and no one's going to stop me from accomplishing the vision and anybody that gets in my way better get out of my way because i'm going to bulldoze them right but it's never really worked all that well for me to be that way um i always end up a little bit unhappy a little bit lonely a little bit kind of confused on where i went wrong with it and it always comes back to the same thing i'm so focused on this dream, on this goal of mine, on this vision of mine, that I forget to take anybody with me. And a vision is only as good as the people that follow you, right? So um, it got me thinking after some conversations, it got me thinking about, you know, how can I be a little more open to collaboration? You know, Um, how can I be a little more in service? And um, that's where it, it really clicked in my head songwriter in service i've heard that many times with a lot of different types of people that i respect right so i thought what is a songwriter in service it's kind of a strange thing to say but it's something that i do see in a lot of people that i love and appreciate whether it's close up or from afar and i see that they practice it so what is what do i mean when i think of that um i think about helping your community and i think about helping your 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 arts community, your music community, your songwriter community, and doing things that you are able to do to be helpful to them. Um, In other words, be of use in the meantime while you're chasing your own dreams, right? Volunteer if you can. Um, It creates almost like an accidental connection because you're kind of there to to not think about yourself, but the fact that you're not thinking about yourself, the fact that you're giving tends to also give you something, right? I mean, that's the general idea. Um, But I think if you want to selfishly chase your dreams and goals like like I do, which I do, (laughs) the best way to get to them is to... I think the best way, or a good way, I should say, I don't want to say the best way, but a good way to get to them is to be as selfless as possible. Now, do I mean run yourself until you burn out and everybody takes advantage of you? Of course not. But what I do mean is that if you step aside and stop taking from everyone you meet and instead start sharing your skills and sharing your gifts and giving to everyone you meet, the chances are you're going to find some doors to walk through. And they're going to align with your long-term goals. Now, I'm being careful with my words because, one, I want to make sure that you understand that what I'm really talking about is not doing anything that's going to stop you in the long run, that's going to burn you out. But I do think that it's worth understanding what your boundaries are and then working from there and giving to people, um, giving to your community. Uh, For me... It's going to be things like my Sunday song club, which I have had a little trouble getting off the ground, uh, especially with the holidays coming up. And now my album release is coming up in December, but I'm finally going to kickstart it around 2023, I think. Um, And I think it's going to coincide with my other songwriting workshop goals that I want to do here in my community. The ideal situation for that is to do a session twice a month, right? On Sundays, of course. And it'll feature about like 20 minutes of songwriting tips. And then a discussion and then song sharing. So I would like to do this in person. And if I can do it out here, 
uh, I would do it in person, and then I would do an online version. So there'd be two versions of it, right? A live per, uh, live in person one. Uh, that one would be uh, more of a hangout and also have an open mic element to it, but a little more constructive than an open mic because it's going to be around like-minded individuals, you know, and it's going to be an environment of encouragement and camaraderie. And uh, plus, you can get direct feedback without fear of falling on your face in front of a bunch of fans, <laughs> you know what I mean, or possible fans. Uh, I would then do another version of that online as well, but I want to... I want to overcome those online obstacles first. Uh, what I mean by that is uh, it's really hard to do an open mic when not everybody has a good, strong streaming connection, you know. And uh, But I do think there are ways to work around it. So, like, if they don't have a good, strong uh, streaming connection, maybe instead of song sharing live over over Zoom or Instagram or whatever um, – we can do like a pre-recorded thing, like re-record your songs, send me the songs, and then I will broadcast the song so that everybody can hear it because I know my connection is always pretty strong and good. Um, I pay for that. It's part of my business, I would say. So I can broadcast that to the group. And there's just ideas brewing right now, but I think I think it all ties into that, that being in service aspect. Um, another way to be in service is to be an assistant of ongoing networks. Um, I've recently connected to, I mean, not one, but I've connected to about three different songwriting groups and meetups kind of situations, and I'm going to be exploring them in the next, uh, in the next few months. Uh, and I want to be more than just a songwriter participant. You know what I mean? I don't want to just show up and with my guitar, I want to, I plan to use my skill set to assist them in their goals. Um, things that aren't for me directly. Uh, for instance, one group wants uh, to make this hundred-year-old barn into a like a tiny concert venue for for singer-songwriters, and um, yeah, I'm gonna help them plan it. And I'm going to help them start one uh, and get like the correct setup because I've owned a business or two. I know how to stay within budget. I know how to make a budget for opening a business. And that's basically what this is. Um, even though it's not for a business, it's kind of like opening a music venue. So I, I, I have the experience of that. I'm a former music venue owner. I also um, have a degree in live sound production. So I'm a live sound production engineer also. Um, so I can... I can set that up correctly, whether it's equipment based or uh, startup based, you know. Um, so I think that kind of thing is important. You know, I have a skill set and I don't have to just use it for me. The other group is just a potluck style casual hangout thing and they just have a food problem. So I'm just going to help them with the food. I like to cook, as you know. <laughs> so it's just the other part of my spirit is in my food. So uh, I'll probably just show up with some real big food wins. You know, it's little things like that. So. I, I'm really going to be exploring being a songwriter in service in the next couple months. So if I could give you advice, because I know some of you listen to this because you can relate to what I'm going through, but also sometimes you're looking for some tips or some some things to explore, I would tell you this. Take a moment to assess your assets. Think of your skills and uh, what you can bring to the table, essentially. And think about them not just for yourself, but for others, how you can apply them with and for other people. And then create a plan to put those skills into action that don't just exclusively benefit yourself. And, you know, I know there's a there's a pay element that you want to you want to get paid. Right. Everybody wants to get paid, especially in this business. We got to get paid. But I need you to remember something. Sometimes volunteering is the only avenue to take you know when you're 
building a friendship, you don't expect that friend to pay you for your friendship, okay? And they're taking advantage. They're not taking advantage. They're they're uh, accepting the skills and gifts you bring to that friendship. Now, volunteering might be the only avenue to take in those moments. And the reason you need to take them is because just like no one told you to spend your money on your guitars and pianos and learn the songs that you feel called to sing, you can't expect everyone to pay for your dreams. Sometimes you pay for your own dreams. And sometimes it's not by the almighty dollar. Okay, Sometimes it's sweat equity. It's your work. It's your ethic. It's your morality. It's your integrity. It's your selflessness. Your need to be in service. But also, it's in generosity of spirit, right? That's kind of the whole thing. You know what they're going through, so you want to help. Because you have a skill set that is a gap in their skill set that can be helpful. Just like co-writing. Making a great song. So I just want you to spend some time thinking about how much you're willing and able to give. Now, this is very important. Willing is important. You have to want to do this. I'm in a place that I want to do this. I'm not always in a place I want to do it, and I might not always be in this place, and I definitely wasn't always in this place. But right now, I want to be a songwriter in service. I want to be in service. And then you also, once you once you get to the spot where you're willing to do it, think about how much you're able to give. You know, we all have obligations, we all have things that drive us, and we all have mental things. You know, I have uh, depression and anxiety, and I know that I have to deal with those dips every once in a while. And I know that this might be a big trap, and when I say trap, I mean I might be on like a a moment of momentum, (laughs) and uh, I have to manage that. And I've gotten better over the years knowing how to manage it, knowing that I don't need this to be a one-year project. Maybe I just need it to be a one-month project. So I need you to think about your space because you do need to take care of yourself. Um, I'm taking care of myself. You need to take care of yourself. Uh, The only way you're useful is if you take care of yourself. So take care of yourself. First decide if you're willing to do something, to be in service. Then decide if you're able to be in service. And once you do that, once you do the once you have those answers then give it everything give it as much as you possibly can and you might be surprised what your selfish selflessness can give to you that's what i'm going to explore anyway in between everything else that's all about me <laughs> so like I said, just make sure you take care of yourself. I'm going to make sure I take care of myself. I got a good structure here now. Um, my my wife and my partner, she's very... My wife My wife is... Uh, my, my wife and my partner. I, I say that just as a reflex because um, I, do, I don't like to feel like I have ownership over her or anything like that. But I know it confuses people. Whenever I've said it, they're like, wait, you have a... Are you, are you gay? Or do you also have a gay like partner (laughs) but but uh uh what i'm trying to say is whatever the the autonomous version of my wife is that's what i mean and uh she's she's really been she's very good for me because she she helps me see when i'm being a little too selfish uh with my goals 
but she also knows when I'm trapping myself or she can kind of suss it out or at least help me talk it through until I can suss it out. So find somebody like that if you have someone. It could be whatever your confidant is and just uh, talk to them about it. You know, think about what you're willing to give. Think about your assets, your skills, you know. So uh, let me break it down one more time before I go. Think of your skills, you know, write down all of the assets that you have, uh, whether it's like, oh, I'm good at running sound and I also have a PA um, that's not too, it's not going to exhaust me if I have to set it up for a friend, then you're doing that. And then um, you think about how much you're willing to give. Maybe I'm not willing to uh, lend people my Martin guitar, but I'm willing to let pe- lend people my Ibanez bass. Um, and then you say, uh, how much am I able to give? Well, I have a pretty free schedule right now. I'm new in town. I don't have a lot of friends, um, at least in town. So uh, that means I'm, I'm able to give quite a bit right now. I don't have a lot of big obligations. So it's just uh, plan those things. Write down your assets, get your skills together, think about what you're willing to give, what you're able to give, and then just give it. Be a songwriter in service. And that's the podcast for today. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.